Hey there, we're the Westlaw Pirates and welcome to the show. We're here to share our thoughts on Northwestern athletics and college sports with thoughts and analysis from the visceral to the statistical. We run our tailgate with the red pirate flag flying high above as we give no quarter, especially the fourth. I'm Sam Walter. I'm John Lacombe. And I'm Eric Skoskowspo. Well, gentlemen, uh, we come to the Nebraska Cornhuskers. As we continue our uh, Big Ten summer previews, um, Nebraska, thought by many um, na- nationwide to be, eh, Phil Steele has them winning the West. Um, I believe they're what? 18, 19, 20 to 1 to win the national championship uh, in Vegas. Uh, correct, I, I, correct believe, me if I'm wrong. I believe it's I believe it's 30 to 1, okay, which is 30 to 1 still. Uh, too too low by a factor of 10. Sam, Sam, I'm not letting you bait me until we get into the defensive part of this preview. I'm not going to do it. I mean, John, before before you go further, um I'll just I'll just emphasize like for those who haven't caught our our comments and and side eye on on Twitter, etc. like the conversation you're about to hear has been marinating for six-ish months. Um, we the are conversation. Sh- this conversation has been marinating since Kirk Herbstreet said that Nebraska was going to go to a bowl before the start of last season. That's true. It's been eight, it's been eighteen months. Um, this is Christmas morning. <laughs> I am so giddy because. Um, it is well documented. My love for Nebraska does not exist whatsoever. Um, so, John, I mean, you, you could you could talk about Nebraska's defense if they had one. Do they? Okay. Okay. Let me. Well, let me. Let me settle for a second. Okay. <laughs> Calm yourself. Deep breaths, John. Deep breaths. Here we go. According to several college football previews going into this season, most notably the Athlon college football preview, the Nebraska defense is, quote, expected to make a big jump in year two under (laughs) Scott Frost. Oh, well then, I guess I should just stop my preview right here. Uh, Nebraska must have some new players coming in that I'm not aware of. Perhaps Nebraska is returning all of its best defensive players while also adding exciting new talent to train under noted defensive guru Scott Frost. But let's investigate, shall we? It says here that last year's 12th best defense in the Big Ten is losing by far its best overall player in linebacker Luke Gifford the only Husker even resembling a pass-rushing threat if you squinted hard enough last year. Nebraska also loses its second-leading tackler in linebacker Diedrich Young. But that's okay because that's only half of Nebraska's linebackers in their 3-4 scheme. Oh wait, no, it does say that one of the returning starters, Tyron Ferguson, had 36 tackles last year. But still, the linebackers do return uh, backer Mohamed Berry, who was the team's leading tackler, and he also added 11 tackles for loss, and he will now presumably anchor the 12th best run defense in the Big Ten. And I can see how people would say the linebacker core will improve behind a line led by star uh, Ben Still, who had five sacks and zero non-sack TFLs last year. What a monster! (laughs) 
And I can totally see how people are expecting an even bigger jump from the linemen, given that they're breaking in their third defensive line coach in three years. What tutelage! Oh, and I totally forgot that this line also starts Carlos Khalil Davis. And he did put up 11 tackles for loss and four sacks last year. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. It says here that Carlos Khalil is actually two brothers, Carlos and Khalil. And those 11 tackles for loss and four sacks were split between the two of them. But still, imagine if they were one player. And I'm not even counting Oklahoma State grad transfer Darian Daniels, who is expected to start in the middle for Nebraska. Two years ago, he had five tackles for loss and a half a sack in a single season. Now, I could rave about the secondary all day, but Athlon says it's so much better than I ever could. Quote, Lamar Jackson and DiCaprio Boodle are experienced corners, though Jackson was the only corner with an interception last season. Close quote. (laughs) Why would you even try to throw into a wall like this? This is a defense that had 11 total interceptions, and three different players had two interceptions each. And also, the returning safeties have one career start between them, so buckle up. The scariest thing is that for all of the stars that I have just mentioned, there is just a wealth of mid-three-star talent itching to get on the field here, let alone the handful of four-star true freshmen who are totally ready to straight-up take over the Big Ten. So, in conclusion, I am with Athlon. This is absolutely, hands down, not going to be one of the three worst defenses in the Big Ten in 2019. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so let's turn to the offense. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know how else we can, you know, discuss that you know, clearly legendary defense. Um Oh my god, guys, Nebraska almost scored 50 points three times to close out the season last year. They're going to the playoff! Playoff. That national title. Mark it down in they, eight. They uh, scored, they scored 50, well, I'm rounding up the game they scored 45, but, um, let's, let's peel back that onion real quick. 50 points against Minnesota. Bethune Cookman. Ooh, and you guessed it. Oh boy. All right. So let's, let's be, let's be real. Like I I will have to give out some accolades because Adrian Martinez was a very good quarterback last year. Uh, He had some real highlights. He was electric against Minnesota and Purdue in particular. Uh, As we've talked about in a variety of different formats, um, Wisconsin and Ohio state, he had great performance against them, but their defenses were really lackluster last year. And if being unable to throw or score double digits against Michigan state is not an indictment, I don't know what is. Martinez is probably going to be pretty good this year by most measures. He's extremely accurate. He hit 86% against Minnesota last year. He was 65% overall. His legs give defenses all sorts of fits. Uh, He doesn't throw deep a ton, nor a lot of intermediate throws. And as a result, he doesn't throw a lot of TD passes. He only threw, I think, what, 17 last year? It's still pretty good, but if he can stay healthy... Um, That's I think a it's big new- if. 
Yep, we'll mm-hmm. we'll get there. Uh, if he can stay healthy, I think he can probably improve somewhat um, on his on his freshman year. It is a huge if, given that he runs the ball so often. He ran the ball 140 times last year. Divina Zigbo, the starting running back, ran the ball 155 times a year. That is a recipe for disaster. Now, Martinez has put on some weight. He's listed at 220. Um, he's certainly agile enough to make guys miss. He must be smarter with the football if he if he plans to stay healthy next year. He took a lot of hits last year, like lowering his head going into contact. With this in mind, it is very worth noting that the backup, uh, Noah Vidral, is a transfer from uh, University of Central Florida. However, he also won't be eligible till October. This does represent a dramatic improvement in in Nebraska's quarterback depth from last year, um, which means if anything happens to Martinez before October, like, yikes. All that being said, what Martinez will gain in experience this year, he loses in experience around him. Gone is last year's leading rusher, Divine Zigbo who, by the way, was the perfect downhill bowling ball of destruction compliment to Martinez. That guy scared me to death for four years. I don't think Nebraska ever really used him effectively until last season. Uh, Maurice Washington played a lot last year as a freshman. He benefited as well uh, from Martinez's uh, elusiveness and from Ozigbo as kind of like the lightning to Ozigbo's thunder. Uh, he put up really good stats for the number two back. He's going to be asked to be primary this year. Uh, he's pretty talented. He's he's good receiving the ball. Nebraska looks to have a pretty good backfield. Then we turn to right wide receiver. Uh, they return J.D. Spielman, who was uh, good last year, but he is an underneath receiver, to say the least. Uh, he's listed at 5'9". Similarly, Jack Stoll, who everyone loves as their tight end, he averaged under 12 yards per catch last year. They also have Mike Williams, who comes in at 5'10" a grad transfer from Cal, and a walk-on Cade Warner, Kurt's son, which just screams like speed and athleticism, right? <laughs> the name I didn't mention is uh, Stanley Morgan, their perennial deep threat and all-around superstar at wide receiver who is gone this year. Pardon me, but I am not entertained nor concerned by this group. I always talk about how NU struggles with dual-threat QBs, but this is not a bad offense for Northwestern to try to defend. We will play soft quarters coverage over the top to keep everything in front of us and contain the run and just force Nebraska to execute perfectly in the red zone. Without the power game from a Zigbo, which really hurt us last year, they will need to be virtually perfect against our defense. Now, the other thing they have going for them, um, their offensive line last year was by far the best that they fielded in a long, long time. If you go back, like... I mean, you probably don't want to, but if you go back three or four years ago to some of our Nebraska previews, like we were talking about, they barely had seven offensive linemen to, to throw out there before they started getting into walk-ons and such. Um, that's not the case. They've really improved last year. When you look at the advanced run stats, they were like in the top 25 in a lot of those. Uh, that's probably aided in part by the power of Zigbo and the elusiveness of Martinez, but still. Um, they were middle. They were middle of the road in pass pro. Martinez got sacked quite a bit. They were ranked 80th on passing downs in terms of sack rate. They lose uh, their center and they're breaking in a new left guard. But they had some injuries at center last year. They're going to be breaking in a, a new fre- a redshirt freshman at center, a, a left guard, like I mentioned. Despite those losses, I think they're probably going to be 
fine on O-line, but bottom line, like, there's nothing to make you think that this offense can suddenly be ex- more explosive this year than they were last year. If anything, I would argue that they lack uh, an ability to stretch the field. And with that defense, like, how the hell does this come together to do anything but, like, hit middle of the road in the Big Ten? I don't know. And I I will say, in pivoting to their schedule, they got as favorable a break as they could be looking I, for. I think this has got to be the thing that, like, like people are looking at, you know, they they – they won a couple games at the end of last year. They get, you know, they lost only by five to Ohio state and, Oh, look at the schedule this season. Like I'm, I'm confident that that's like the brainchild that everybody's having and forgetting to look at like the actual players on the field. Well, and you know, they're also looking at Scott Frost, the genius, yeah, yeah. the man child. Frosty, Frosty, Frost. Um, so let's, let's talk about that schedule. They open up uh, with a home game versus South Alabama before heading out to Boulder to take on the Buffaloes. Uh, they are home for Northern Illinois before going to Champaign to take on regular Illinois. Uh, home for Ohio State, home for Northwestern at Minnesota. Then they get their bye. Uh, home for Indiana at Purdue, another bye. Home for Wisconsin at Maryland, and then home for Iowa. So their their cross conference is uh, Indiana, Ohio State, and Maryland. Um, you know Ohio State very good. Indiana, Maryland. Okay, but um, yeah, it, I mean it's not like a murderer's row of a schedule, but uh, I it's you know this, I don't so, I, I have no idea why everyone is so slurping the Nebraska Kool Aid this year. So it's fast like they're such a fascinating team because I I mean Martinez. I name me a more valuable player in the country. I I don't think I can throw you a, a like name me one player who means more to his team than Adrian Martinez means to Nebraska. There is no one who's more valuable. Um, he's it, it, our game being a perfect example last year, right? We scored thirty four points. I mean, everyone remembers the drama of that game and our big comeback. At the end of the day, we scored thirty four points in that game and should have scored more. We couldn't get out of our way for two of the four quarters of that game, and it still scored 34 points against Nebraska. We should have scored in the mid-40s against Nebraska, reasonably. And that was typical of everyone who played Nebraska, because in case you, like, missed what I was saying earlier and the joke I was making, they friggin' suck on defense. So the, the whole thing here is... Their schedule does them a lot of favors, but in our game in particular, it was a statistical anomaly really relative to everything else we did on run defense, and we talked about it ad nauseum at the time. Martinez just makes things go, and Ozigbo had the big gay on the ground, but Martinez running that read option, look, he's such a weapon whether he keeps the ball or not because you have to respect him, and he makes everything go for them. And... I think people have calibrated that a little bit better this year, but he's still incredibly good at it. And even if that's all they've got going for them, that's going to, I mean, again, we're not looking at a murderer's row schedule here, especially the second half of the season. And there's certainly a lot to be had. If he gets hurt, this team's like three and nine or four and eight. Yep. I mean, 
Like, that's how close the margin is for Nebraska. They are horrible on one side of the ball and will not improve. Do not listen to the crap anyone else tries to shovel you. Uh, that's not happening. And this team might have a better line, but Scuzz outlined the fact that they lose Stanley Morgan. The receiver core is not particularly great, and they're probably not going to try to throw much anyway. So, like, they're, like, if Martinez is cooking, they can win a ton of 40 to 35 games. And I guess people who have them as, like, some dark horse? I mean, if I squint at this schedule in a miracle scenario where he plays out of his mind, I could see 10 and 2. That would be a dream result. John, John, everything John, goes you right. Gotta put down the, you gotta put down the whiskey, my friend. Just yeah. Stop drinking I, so much. That's, and, and again, it's like, they're lucky they get Colorado in week two. Um, and like where Martinez is presumably gonna be healthy, he's probably not even gonna touch the ball against South Alabama with them looking ahead to that Colorado game. LaVisca Chenault's gonna have like 300 all purpose yards. In this I can't game. wait. He's not I gonna, cannot wait. he's not gonna be, He's not going to be touched. If you think Nebraska has anyone on defense remotely of the same caliber of football player, the LaVisca Chenault, a future NFL player, Nebraska does not have any future NFL players in their defense. <laughs> Sorry, I hate to spoil it for you. Uh, and and, and he's, what's even better is the cats are off on September 7th, so I'm just going to kick back on the couch, pull out some popcorn, and enjoy the show. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a shootout for sure. And Martinez is, you know, I like, even though Colorado's got Nebraska's number right now, like, I like they've got a really good chance to pull that one out. But it's like, if you look, Colorado went into Lincoln and beat them last year. So, you know, hey, no, I mean, and Colorado's a pretty good team. And they're going to be like with a phenomenal player. And they're going to be geeked up for that game. But it's like they have a ton of games like that. Iowa. You know, thanks to Martinez, they really balled out last year and still barely lost to Iowa. And because their defense just gives up too many points. And there's just so many games like that on their schedule. And I think for some reason, people are looking at all of these games that could tip either way and giving all of them to Nebraska because of Martinez. And he's awesome, but... Boy, you are looking through rose-colored glasses if you're seeing that way with this team. I, I said this when we previewed Maryland as one of our non, non-plays. non Traveling to Maryland in November to play against, presumably he's still healthy at Josh Jackson, a mature Josh, ja- Josh Jackson-led Terrapin team. Maryland's defense can certainly hang with Nebraska's defense, right? Like, and if you don't think Josh Jackson can outduel Martinez with the cast he's got around him, like you're crazy. They got better running backs. I don't know about the receivers. Probably on par. Um, Like, like there's people are looking at the schedule and seeing Indiana and Maryland as the crossovers, other than Ohio State, and then also seeing that they get Northwestern, Wisconsin, and Iowa at home. Y'all might recall a couple of years ago, Iowa was tabbed as the surefire favorite to win the West because they got both Wisconsin and Illinois at home, or both Wisconsin and Northwestern at home, and uh, that did not work out for the Hawkeyes either. So, like the, I, I, I don't see ten and two. Um, I don't think there's any miracle season that can result in ten and two for Nebraska. You know, 
I think eight is the ceiling here. I think, um, I think things couldn't work out more perfectly for Northwestern in that Nebraska, uh, will hopefully be coming off of an absolute shit kicking the week before they play us. Pardon my French. Um, when they play Ohio state on September 28th, and I'm sure they've got in their head that they can beat the Buckeyes after they gave them a scare last year. And who knows, maybe they can. Um, but, uh, but Oh man, like sign me up for just a heartbreaking Ohio state loss to give Nebraska uh, the the downsies coming into the next week against Northwestern. I mean, frankly, again, in my book, if Nebraska won 10 games off of this schedule, Adrian Martinez should be your Heisman Trophy winner. This is a one-player team. And yes, Scott Frost is a great coach. And yes, he's so, probably on oh, okay, the road to okay. building something. Is he? Let, let, me, let, me, let me pump the brakes a little bit. Okay. okay. So Scott Frost is a great coach. Let, let's, let, let's break this one down. So, okay, he took um, Central Florida from 0-12, which he coached, to 12-0 and the next year. That, that, no, 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 they, they were 6-6. They oh, were 6-6? Six six? Six. Okay, so yeah, they, they, they were 0-12, 6-6, 12-0. Gotcha. Um, I, I, a great year, absolutely. They, but, like, I... There's what? no Shaquem Griffin on this Nebraska team. No. And and there's no Mackenzie Milton. <laughs> well, I mean Martinez might be Milton. No, I mean Martinez is I, I Martinez I would say is I mean again, I like I couldn't be drinking the Martinez Kool-Aid any more than I am. Like without like all games Nebraska won last year, they won because of Adrian Martinez. Like like a winless season well, no. Bethune Cookman they probably still would have won. <laughs> And and maybe Illinois too, because for whatever Nebraska's problems are, Illinois is there's always uh, Illinois. Dude, they and gave up all, 35 points to Illinois. I don't know. I know. I no. I mean, again, like this is like they probably won't be the the worst defense in the conference because of a couple other notable teams who exist within this conference. But third to last is probable. Worse than that is certainly possible. They're awful. And again, it's weird for me to calibrate because I look at the schedule and I'm like, if you tell me Martinez is going to be healthy for every game, I'll give you eight anyway. I'd probably settle around nine, maybe overall. Um, if any game he doesn't play, they lose. And if he gets hurt in any kind of way, and was he was hurt last year and played banged up. And I mean, if, if he's compromised or playing not at full capacity in a bunch of these games, you know, it's just a question of when he gets diminished because they're just going to lose from that point on. I don't care who's in the back half of their schedule. You're absolutely right about that Maryland game. It's sandwiched between Wisconsin and Iowa, two teams that again, in, especially in Wisconsin's case, have their issues for sure. Trap, trappy, trap, trap but are both very good on defense and are going to be like giving Martinez what he can handle. And the Maryland game, right, is sandwiched in between them on the road with a quarterback who, I mean, is not going to have a much easier day all season than he's going to have when he plays Nebraska. So, yeah, it's just weird. Like, I I guess I'll settle around 8-2, but it's so hard to know. And again, it's like... 
for people who are like, well, Nebraska is a dark horse national title contender, dark horse Big Ten West, like, you have to understand the amount of things that have to go right for them to reach that point. And, like, it's just so much. Like, you're talking like they're going to win every single game, 40 to 39, coast to coast. Like, this team's not Oklahoma. Sorry. Like, that's not this team. They have one awesome guy, and they'll go as far as he takes them. That that dark horse is so dark, it might as well be a black hole, right? <laughs> it might as well be the the black Colorado buffalo that may very well run over them. <laughs> run, Ralphie, run. Would it be a black shirt? Because I, I feel like those have gone extinct. Uh, the, yeah. Well, they're, yeah, uh, for sure. The, They'll, I mean, they'll be covered with plenty of dirt. So if by that you mean black, then yes, that's what you'll be looking at. John, they, they play on turf, so I guess the, if by black you mean like the little black rubber pellets that are those rubber pellets. And I feel like I, you know what? I feel like I probably made this joke last year. I don't even remember. But you know what? Nebraska's defense was garbage last year, and they're garbage this year. So I'll probably keep making it every year. Fair enough. So that'll just about wrap it up uh, for Nebraska. But believe me, we will love to revisit as often as humanly possible because the the more the national media pumps Nebraska's tires, the more incensed the three of us get. Um, if you couldn't tell by listening to this to this pod. Uh, so we'll leave it there for tonight. Uh, head to our website, westlawpirates.com, where you can leave comments and questions. Uh, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at westlawpirates. And you can always email the show, westlawpirates at gmail.com. Tune in next time as we give our visceral and statistical views on Northwestern athletics. And look for us in the West Lot of Ryan Field flying the red pirate flag, because we give no quarter, especially the fourth. For John McComb and Eric Scasbar and Sam Walter, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.